Defend yourself to me. Defend yourself to me. Tell me why you like the shit you like. Defend yourself to me. Now defend the solo. Good. Uh, I was trying to think of new openings. Morrow. Good morrow. Uh, top top of the morning. Top, to top you. of the afternoon to ya. Yeah. Top of the morning. Uh, good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. I don't know when you're listening. Whenever to this. you're listening. Uh, we're both holding cups of coffee, and it felt for a quick second like a morning radio show. Well, when you lifted yours, I'm not even gonna take a sip, but I felt the inclination to also <laughs> hold mine. I think it's the. You radio. lifted it up, and I went, yeah. "Oh, okay." It was like sweaty balls, where <laughs> I was like, "Here we go. Let's uh, let's all hold coffee." It's weird that we've never, like you and I as people, have never been radio performers. Uh-uh. We've only seen, vi- so it's not like muscle memory to pick up a coffee mug while but you're it, talking like a morning radio. Yes, because but having seen it, you think you just you make the yeah you make the compa- you like draw the comparison with like ah oh, yes I should be holding a mug right now and doing things where it's like hey how's it going talking but it's weird because really like we've quietly. never physically done it before. Yet it does feel right to have that body language of bent over, talking kind of quietly into the microphone. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing that we can make that, <laughs> that we can yeah. think about radio like that. Yeah. I mean, when I, do you listen to This American Life? Not really. I listen to Serial. That's a, it's pretty, that's a, 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 a byproduct. Um, like Ira Glass is is the perfect and quintessential like podcast radio guy. We're talking. Oh, okay. Hey everyone, sure. I'm Ira Glass. Ira, yeah, yeah. And you're like, and and he if he doesn't have a cup of coffee with him, whenever he's doing a show, then my I don't want to I don't ever want to know. He probably does. I pro I yes. My guess would be that he does. Oh yes, but you know Sarah Koenig's got like a pad of paper and a pencil. Just she's yeah she she's got. Cause she also acts like she's. I'm trying to think of like her. Her attitude makes it almost seem like she's recording it in a coffee shop too, yeah. where it's like she's just kind. Of, I speak on cereal, um, and she's like looking through notes, and someone's like going, "Is this is this table taken?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> uh, she kind of seems like she doesn't give a shit. But, Across the uh, table, there's a guy with a tiny little keyboard, just like. Going, is it time? Is it oh, no, right? no, no, no. And it's plays ding, the music. Ding. Did yeah. you have you listened to the second episode of this season? No, just the first. First one's really good. Yeah, I was interested. It's cool. It's like I. It's not going to be the same thing, which is nice. Right. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like. Have you heard of as as of recording this is not out yet, but that Netflix series like Making a Murderer? Is that the one that Phil Lord and Chris Miller are doing? I don't think so. They're doing a show based on the original, uh, based on the first season of Serial. Oh, it's not that. Okay. They're, Netflix is get like kind of getting into the own like crime. Oh, uh, like trying to do their like Serial or uh, the what was that? What was the HBO one? The, the Jinx. Jinx, dude. It's that a similar. Shit was, yeah. I Jinx. never finished it. I got like what? What's like two or three? And dude, you need to finish. I it. will. I will. I will. But the it was also end? one of those that like. By the time I started watching it, it had already been completed, and I knew about the ending. I was like, I should still watch it. Oh, man. But there was less like, I got to catch up. I, you know? I had not been following along. It was the only time my lack of following along in the news to things paid off because I didn't know at all what was <laughs> happening. Sure. I was like, everyone was like, oh, you don't know the big story that came out of this? And I said, no. And they said, just keep watching then and make it to the end before you read anything about it. Wow. And, yeah, it's crazy. And you did? You made it through? Oh, yeah. I lost my mind at the end. I was I was terrified. Yeah, it was, that was great. That was a great show. They did a good job. I, and it was more fulfilling than Serial. Yeah. Because you got to watch the, him be insane at the end. Oh, so the, <laughs> and spe- the Netflix show. I need to tell you, this Netflix okay. show that comes out, I think, like maybe today as of recording this? Jesus. Before the holidays. Okay. But it's... Um, holiday. Classic holiday. Holiday Netflix. classic, along with Christmas Vacation and Elf. Uh, it's about a guy in Wisconsin who like was convicted of uh, murdering someone, I think, and then he got out like 18 years later. They realized, oh, we messed up, 
And then, like, a couple years later was, like, found guilty of murder. A different murder. And it's, like, this whole, like, Weird. it's following so he the did story. It. I don't know if he did the first one. He, I think huh. he did the second one. But they're, like, all the previews on Netflix are, like, they found his blood in her car and, like, all this there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of, like murder shows that are based on true story like do you watch fargo mm-hmm. it's like fargo too where i'm like fuck this really happened i don't think fargo's real fargo's every I think episode that's a dude. Lie, though, dude that's no fake. dude every episode they say this is based on true I know, events but i think that's fake because the movie fargo said that too and the movie what? Fargo's fake yeah it's all fake no that way yeah fargo's definitely fake but the names of the events have been I know, I don't think it's real. Uh, out of respect for the, the living and yeah. out of respect for the and dead, the, everything the else is the true, same. Yeah. Uh, Wait, for real? I don't think that's true. Ah, yeah. shit. I feel like an, I feel The like other ones are real. Quite shitty. The Jinx and Serial. I mean, those are definitely real. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't think Fargo is. I'm sorry. God damn it. It doesn't ruin it. It's still really good. It doesn't good. ruin it. It's still very good. It's but very well written. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of murder. Yeah. Murder and sometimes mystery. I'll be like, can you imagine if like... Adnan was like your son, and you'd finally like not put it away, but it's been like 15 years or whatever. Oh yeah, they really got to deal with it. They're digging up some shit. I mean, that's the same. Luckily, his is kind of working. His is benefiting his case and stuff. Yeah, because he got that appeal. He did it, right? He did what? No, you don't think he did it? I don't think Adnan did it. I think he did. Jay, man, Jay did it. I think he hired Jay to do it. I think he like. Adnan's a a good guy. You think? I think so. I don't know. They did the show worked. In defense of Adnan, (laughs) explain. We're just gonna be doing this. Is now this is now just a serial? Do you remember podcast that talks about serial? When serial got so big, there were like four podcasts about serial. Yeah, it was. Shut up. It was fine. It's like we were fine with the one. Yeah, that's the point of it. Yeah, that it's that it's a. It's a it's a detective story. Right. It's like we're just solving this crime, so no one else needs to solve it. No one else is an expert. I wish instead there was a podcast following Sarah while she followed while she was making serial to watch like the descent of a detective like trying to solve their crime. She kind of goes into that a little bit, right? Right. She kind of talks about how her life got taken over. Yeah. Well, that's what's weird about the new season is how it's like they almost jumped on an already existing project. Yeah, a, and I was like, movie. what? Yeah. A movie that's already being made. And I mean, that guy fucking lucked out. Cause he's about to, I mean, his story's now the serial, the new serial story. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to time this up with my new movie. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be just rolling in the dough. Right. But, well, but I also am like, I, I think like poor Sarah who like, Oh, well she's very famous, but also it does suck that I remember like towards the end of serial where they were getting mad that, She's grasping at straws. It's not going anywhere. I feel like a lot of like flyover states, like they thought like there th- was going to be an been ending. a conclusion because it's not a natural story. No, because it's going. I mean, at I the was. Same I I was. I understood that that was the case and could accept that. Yeah, it didn't like make me happy. Yeah, I, I of course was like ah. Uh, I'm I'm disappointed. I wish there was more to this, yeah. but it's like, I don't know. I didn't ex- I didn't grow to expect too much from it. But serial man, it's okay. Yeah. It's an okay podcast. Do you listen to? Do you listen to this one? This other podcast called Hello from the Magic Tavern. No, I never. Have heard you heard of this? It. It's a total tangent. Um, it's a group of IO improvists from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally improvised podcast in which the one guy, the main guy, Arnie Niekamp, is, he, the story is that he fell through a, a portal behind a Burger King in Chicago and ended up in this magical land of Foon. Okay. And he, it's just a podcast that he does from this tavern that uh, with a, his wizard friend, Usador, and then a, a change, a shape-shifting badger named Chunt, who, and it's just, <laughs> they interview all the people like in the world. Wait, it's just so... A, in like the story, he's doing a podcast from the tavern because okay. he fell through this portal, but he had all his podcasting equipment with him, and <laughs> sure. so he's just like, it's just a an interview show where they're like, oh, well, today we're interviewing uh, Clax the Destroyer. He's oh. a skeleton in a dungeon, and 
like and that. they just and it's just an, it's really funny. It's really good, and it's all improvised too. So it's like totally is batshit crazy. Sure, but it's great. I've been listening to that. I'm also listening to uh, what else? What else is going? What else is this is? Oh, Fat Man on Batman. You're listening to that. Is that Kevin Smith? Yeah. His podcast about Batman. Yeah, is it good? It's great. He just talks about Batman stuff. He's a guy that Batman. does like sixty podcasts. And I'm like, I don't. Know. It's over. He over has a million podcasts, and the thing is, with yeah. a with a million podcasts like that, it's like, how are you how are you sustaining all these? Like, podcasts are free, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's also, like, like I don't know. Like when there's too many choices, I won't pick any. Oh yeah, I don't so I've settled. On, I've settled on Batman. Sure, but. Yeah. Yeah, guys, my guest today is Joey Rick. Hi, guys. How long have we been going? Oh, we've been going for 10, 10 minutes. minutes That's on excellent. Serial, and then we'll interview On just some other podcasts. <laughs> now that you've got a scope of other podcasts we listen to and other podcasts that are out there in the world, here's what this one's about. Uh, Joey is an actor. Yes. And a comedian, would you say? Comedian? Sure, yeah. Comedic actor. Sketch comedy, improv yeah. comedy. Not a stand-up, though. No, not I'm definitely not a stand-up comic. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, we'll look past it. Yeah, it's, it's fine that you're. It's a blemish. Up. Like, we'll, it's certainly a blemish. And... Yeah, it's a tally on the wrong side. Yes. but we'll we'll look past it. It's fine. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah, red flag. But you know, it's like you know, there's a lot of red flags. What's that saying? When you're wearing rose, rose color, glasses, yeah, everything's a red flag. No, or you can't see red flags when you're wearing rose colored glasses. Yeah. And it'd be way worse if, if when you're everything, love, you see everything you go, that's oh, wrong. Isn't that that is kind of the thing, right? Because if you're wearing rose colored glasses. White flags then become red flags. I thought it was saying, like, if you're wearing rose-colored glasses, like... If everything's gray. Literally you. wearing rose-colored yes. glasses, everything looks... Like, you don't see the red flags because it blends into everything. But it's I also everything you see is you're red. Right. Everything you see is red. <laughs> so, so is it everything's terrible when you're wearing rose-colored glasses <laughs> yeah. because everything's a red flag? Rose-colored glasses is enamored with someone right yes but the actual physical idea of a rose colored glass would make everything red when you think of rose colored glasses are they heart shaped or are they like john lennon tip your nose well uh, tip your nose would be more like santa i guess as we've been talking about it i'm thinking about cyclops's glasses from x-men <laughs> just one thin <laughs> just row. one thin like almost like uh what's his name too uh on star trek next generation oh, yeah. uh, uh han solo nope <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, too. No, it's uh, it's it's uh, reading rainbow. Worf. No, no Worf's the Worf wrinkly is, forehead. Yeah. What's his? Oh my Ugh, god. Scotty. No, that's old Star Trek. Yeah, he's not in, not data either. Um, I want to say like it doesn't matter. Gizmo, no but it's cares. not the yeah. name. I Gizmo have to. Sh I should. Yeah. I should watch Next Generation. That's the point. No, I, you shouldn't. Why not? I've Did, heard people love that show. Uh, at the screen of Star Trek or Star Wars that I went to, mm -hmm. they played the Star Trek Beyond trailer. Oh, and ever okay. So at ArcLight a Theater in Hollywood, they have like really nice three D. It's kind of a waste of it's kind of a waste of money. It's, yeah, it's don't ever expensive. go there. It's too expensive. It's well, nothing's they that got great. Like about a it. really nice three D projector. It was without question the best three D I've ever seen. Oh, and oh, like it's yeah. very bright. You could see everything clearly. Nothing was giving me a headache. Oh yeah. So they play this Star Trek Beyond trailer, which is the first thing we're seeing in three D. It's beautiful. It's very bright. There's a lot of action. It's all the Beastie Boy sabotage. Yeah. It's kind of a fun trailer. It's a really fun trailer. It ends. People cheer a little bit. And then a guy yells out, Star Trek's supposed to be intelligent. <laughs> and a couple people like clap for him. He's like, wow, okay, man. But it's like, who gives a shit yeah, I, I about mean, your space movie? That was that was the big argument with that with the second, with Into Darkness, too. Was that it's like... Star Trek's kind of a movie about about scientists, and they like made it a war movie. Okay, but here's quick one. FYI, this isn't what <laughs> I'm in. I'm I'm in defense of one. We haven't even got. Why there. does everyone hate Into Darkness suddenly? I feel like as soon as Star Wars was about to come out, like out of the woodwork, I... people were like, "Don't get too excited." Into Darkness, remember? Two, I really enjoyed Into Darkness. I liked more it. than I liked the first. J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Uh, really? Mm. Oh, see, I liked the original Star Trek more than I liked Into Darkness. And it was I think it's mainly because, A, I don't like... What are those two... The two writers, Robert Orkey and 
Oh yeah. Bob Kurtzman or whatever those guys Kurtzman are. Norky, yeah. Those guys suck. <laughs> those guys ruin movies. They ruin sure. movies because I think what Star Trek, what Star Wars nailed, and this is spoil, uh, not really spoiler alert. Don't. But, but um, is the fact that it you can you can recognize the like homages to the the previous movies and but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a glorified fan fiction sure it's like we're watching a sequel we're watching yeah. like the sequel in which we see the continuation of these characters lives whereas into darkness and that's what was even tricky about the first star trek movie is that it's kind of like a reset parallel universe because of the time travel. Yeah. We're like old Spock's in it, but like, he's like back in our timeline, we did this. Yeah. And then like in the second one, when you realized it was Khan, spoiler alert, it's Khan. <laughs> he's Khan. Um, there was that, they were like, we should contact old Spock and see what he has to say. And he was like, Oh, I remember when we ran into Khan and yeah. you go, what? So they both still exist. So yeah, it almost feels weird. like the new movie is like, just a fan fiction someone wrote about like this is how I would do it if we did Khan. Yeah, there's a and, little and bit, it, and it's like, but both can exist in the same. And you go, no, 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 no. Yeah, just make like, a new one. Just make a new one, and also, don't be so precious about, about, keeping like, whether or not he was Khan close to the chest. Sure. I read an article with Damon or an interview with Damon Lindelof, who. You guys, we're slowly segueing into yeah. what my topic is, just piece by piece, person by person. Um, do you watch The Leftovers? No. It's I've a, heard the next season. Or so the current, good. what is season? The one that just finished was so good, yeah, too. Yeah, um, But they were interviewing Damon Lindelof because he he's created that show. And uh, he also created one of my other favorite shows of all time, which we're about to get to. But uh, <laughs> he he kind of talks about Into Darkness, too, because he was one of the writers. And he was just like, everyone knew it was Khan. And like... We kept going, no, it's not, no, it's not. And right. it like ended up backfiring when the movie came out and they were like, yeah, it is. Why'd you guys lie to us for so long? Sure. Like, but I don't know. I don't know. It's an okay movie. It's good. Yeah. It's, I, I, didn't, I definitely didn't start hating it once the first, once Star Wars came out. I, yeah. I just kind of, it's just never, it, it didn't, it was fun when I saw it and then it just wasn't as, didn't stick with me the way the first Star Trek revamp sure i don't know i get i like i think part of it too is like i'll let go of the time travel stuff i'm like yeah whatever like i'll oh, leave yeah. that and i'll take the stuff i did like of course you know that's fair you're a better you're a better man than i am but no that's not <laughs> a good quality to be like this part's bad but i'll let it, let no, it no, go. No, i like all this stuff. no 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 i and i don't think it, it's a terrible movie i just think i think what jj abrams did with star wars perfected what he was trying to do with star trek sure where you go, oh, I could see that you were trying to do a similar thing with these, but you just na you nailed it more with Star Wars. He's not directing Star Trek Beyond, right? Didn't someone else do it? Yeah, it's Justin Lin, the guy who directed the last right. Fantastic or Fantastic Four, Fast and the Furious. He's done the last few. couple. Yeah, yeah I think he he's done the last three. Four, five, six, seven, I think. He might not have done seven. No, he did do seven. I don't know. Maybe he just did five, six, seven. Because James Wan is taking over. You're right. I don't know if he already did, if he did seven, though. Uh oh, I feel terrible that I don't know. Racist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, I feel bad that I don't know the difference between to James be fair, Wan and Justin. They Lin. both have names that start with J. Also. James and Justin, and they they have a very similar Three track record. Last name. Don't they do like Justin like, Lin did Better Off Tomorrow or Better? He did Saw too, right? No, that's James Wan. Okay, shit. See, James Wan, who's taking over the Fast and Furious franchise, was the guy that did Saw and okay. Insidious. Or, okay. Uh, What's, and then what Conjuring? That's what I was thinking. Of. Yes, he's Justin the one who just Lynn did a better, better off tomorrow, a better tomorrow, whatever. So that James was Wan was the one who did the last. He did. He just did seven, and I then think I think he he's did, doing or the next he's one. Going to start doing the new ones. Oh boy. Justin Lin definitely did four, five, six, and I think so. Got it. Okay. Well. Well, Lost. <laughs> here we are to talk about Lost. Speaking of, <laughs> now that we're on, now that we're we are properly confused yeah let's uh, talk lost let's talk a bunch of um games. so yeah that's what that's the show i'm i'm in defense of yeah. currently 
Are you going to omit I'm that? I'm just taking notes of like <laughs> stuff to bring back later. Okay. I'll do this. I thought, I thought you were doing, we got to get this yeah, we correct. Gotta we got to fix this Lin V1. Uh, it might be corrected in the next okay, episode. Okay, that's fair. Come back to um, Oh, while we're on it, quick duck into the corrections department. Oh, from like a previous we'll episode? We'll call it corrections department. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, department of corrections. Because they've just started to come out. I've started releasing got these, it. but they've been kind of bankrolled. Yes. Uh, on an early episode, I said Boca Raton was like a rundown city in Florida. It's very affluent. Like, very <laughs> affluent. I said the opposite of what was true. So sorry to my Boca fans, my parents who called me out on it. Oh, man, I gotta... You're gonna have to contact me and let me know about all the things I need to apologize about that well, I say. Plenty. There's gonna be plenty. But one thing I won't apologize about is my <laughs> love for the show Lost. Do you like that show? I only watched the... First two seasons? Four. Shame. How many are there? Seven? Six. 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 a lot of TV. Oh, it is. But uh, I think I started watching it when the last season was coming out because people were going nuts over it. Okay. And that was my junior, senior year I think it was your... Because this is around the time I we think, became friends. I think it, yes. I think it was your... The final season was happening as we were shooting Camp Chapel. So that was my sophomore year. Yes, because that, I remember, because that year, yes, we were watching the final season. Yeah, because that's when I was watching. I remember I watched, like, that and Dexter, and I was, like, switching oh. off seasons, and I stopped. Very different both. shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's the best. The best show? It's, it's, I'm going to take a strong stance and say there's nothing wrong with it, even though I can recognize the show's problems. Sure. I, I don't see them as problems. I just see them as moments that are like understandably because of like whether time, you know, with the writer strike and things like that, we yeah. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. People like we're figuring things out, but sure. yeah, I think at its core, it's fucking, it's, a, it's one of the best shows ever on television. Would you say it's your favorite show? Uh huh. Yeah. Down? Like hands down for sure. What's like your second favorite show? Um, probably like Breaking Bad. Okay. Or also like a show, maybe like Arrested Development, something like that. Right. Like a, like a, like, yeah. The thing about Lost though is like, it's got a, for me, it's got that nice balance. It's, it's so romanticized in the way it like does its drama. Like uh -huh. it's very, there's a lot of stuff that makes me go, oh, this makes me cry. Like <laughs> just, I think about like characters and situations. I go, that crack it's so beautiful but it's like also an adventure show and a mystery show it's kind of like the best of idealistic childhood sure. in a show that i like understood and appreciated as an adult but it like reminds me of some of stuff that i would have loved as a kid too like right. you know the kind of uh treasure islands indiana jones the kind of those-esque yeah. things so that's the best it's the best. And everyone hates it, too. Well, not hates it, but people really don't like that last season and how it I feel ends. I like it was kind of forgotten. There's a weird thing with TV, too, where, like, people, and, like, I'm part of this, too, but it's, like, a weird completist mentality of, like, the whole thing has to be great. Like, from yeah. start to finish, I have to no love one all could of it. No one could accept the way it ended and r still enjoy the whole thing. Like, yeah, suddenly it spoils the whole thing. Yeah, they go, once it went off the rails, you don't like it. And you go, no, but it's like, it's, it's always, and people always, I feel like people always qualify their, their feelings about Lost with, oh, I love Lost, like, up until the third season. Then I hated it after that. And you go, it's like, it was still great. It was still, like, a great show. And you didn't, you can't rightfully say that because when it ends, it doesn't end third season. So if right. you were to say it's good up until this point and then it stops being good, you're also saying that you're okay with not knowing anything because you go, I don't like it after that point. So if you only like the section that is all questions, yeah. then like, what did you expect from the end with the answers anyways? Yeah, that's a good point. It's like if you only, if you say your favorite section is the section that is all questions and all mystery and you don't expect answers, then, like, will you be pleased with any answers? Yeah. that's No. I think, I'm honestly, no, that's probably that's the, the answer. problem with why people don't like the last season is, like, and granted, I didn't watch it, 
Yeah. But it feels like there were it was a show that made a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. And once they started answering them, people were like, well, this isn't what I thought. Yeah, and you go, well, tough titty. But I mean, at it's the same not, time, it's like not your show. You left that, you know, that shot hanging in the air for six years. That's true. At some point, your your brain's going like, oh, well, this is yeah. probably what it well, is. Well, it's also and, like the weird thing. It's like a weird, almost social experiment about people to see like what things people latch onto mm-hmm. that are the thing that they can't let go of. Like the show, you know, introducing polar bears on the island. And, like, it, it does eventually kind of explain that, of, like, oh, polar bears are there because of an experiments for the Dharma Initiative, because it was, like, you're experimenting time travel, like, traveling and using them as, like, guinea pigs, and also how they can, you know, survive in these different climates. But it's, like, that was kind of the answer. And people yeah. are, like, but, it, no, it's, there's more, right? And it's, like, nope, that's it. And people, like, latched onto that, like, crazy as if it was a significant thing. But, yeah. you know, um yeah, it's just, there's so many great, because it's not a show about the mysteries, it's about the characters, you know? Right. It's about these people and their lives and how they, yeah, how they live. And I how, get that. You yeah. know? And I think that as a, yeah, people would like focus on the minutia that's like, just let it be the bigger thing. Yeah. Just let it be the, 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 the ideas of love and destiny. Yeah. And like, you know, you don't harp on, uh, what's another, what's another like show or thing that, focuses on like someone's destiny and what they're like meant to do what's what's like the first thing you could think of a show like a show or a movie or something or story that's just like it's about this person's destiny and how they're meant to do you could talk about luke skywalker yeah exactly and and star wars where it's like it's just what he's destined to do it's like he's it's like because his family did it and blah 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 and like yeah yeah dude Lost is as good as Star Wars. No, oh, um, no, 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 no. There's, uh, it, they're in totally different brackets. But yeah. it's like those same kind of archetypes too that you kind of explore. Whereas like Sawyer's kind of like the Han Solo. Right. Jack's kind of like the Luke a little bit, but he's with a little bit more of like a, I need to fix it, complex. Yeah. Daddy, daddy issues. Oh, it's a great show. <laughs> it's a great show. Um, it's funny in thinking about this though, and thinking about. Coming to the defense of this show, I'm also realizing another topic that Ooh. I could totally fight for based on like just recent experience, and it's the the new Hobbit movies. Oh boy! <laughs> okay, and uh. I know this episode we we considered it to be a lost thing. But in speaking, it's dawned on me that I could also really come to the defense of the new Hobbit well, movies. Well, we can switch over, dude. Yeah. But I do want to say, because it kind of ties into what we were talking about uh, pr- before off mic. Okay. Uh, is that with finales and like we were talking uh, like new Star Wars. Yeah. Later day sequels. Yeah. There's a weird thing where I think people want, they don't think they want what they've seen before, but they do. They want what they expect, but they yeah. lie to themselves. But And they also then, well, that's what I've been so interested about the Star Wars movies because the reviews have been fantastic. Right. Everyone's loved the movie. Right. But I'm really int- I wish I could have been the fly on the wall in the car of like all the people who were at our theater today. Mm. Cuz I would have loved to just hear what people thought of the like people people thought of the movie. And a lot of like shitty troll fan people who go, "I don't like it." Who yeah. like don't like things for the sake of not liking it. And you go, "But why? Why didn't you like it?" You know, it's like you weren't happy with that, you know? Mm. You weren't happy with these amazing things that you wanted for so long. I can't wait, and this is just where we live in our society now, of like, there's going to be an article that's like, why this movie's offenses to trans people. Or like, really? Why the, no, but there will just be like <laughs> some sort of backlash of like, this is racially insensitive. Or like, well, the, there's you know, always some Well, that's group. the other thing. It was like, is why is Darth Vader black? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. Because he is. Because that's, <laughs> it's like, because it's the light side and the dark side. And... It's a scary looking costume. It wouldn't be scary if it was all white or <laughs> or like orange. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see in the coming weeks. I know. I'm also also just leaving that movie. I remembered how we're back on Star Wars. How <laughs> uh, how it's hard. It's it is hard to talk about Lost now that Star Wars is just on the brain. 
Right. This is like a special spoiler-free Star Wars episode where it's like we, we're coming in the defense of something that doesn't need to be defended because everyone fucking loves it right now. Right. But uh, <laughs> it is funny how like the movie ended and I was like, what happens? But there, we won't know. There's like no other movies to watch right now. Yeah. It's like such a terrible feeling. But I also like it because it reminds me of back when like you know, the Lord of the Rings was coming out, even though you know what happens in Lord of the Rings. But when that ended and you go, there's no more Lord of the Rings. It's like, it's over now. Dude, I'm going to I'm gonna transition and lay down some strong words right now. Okay. I don't give a shit about the Lord of the Rings movies. Really? I've tried to watch the first, The Fellowship of the Ring, three times. Are you and serious? I turn it off every time. Wow. And I think I watched The Two Towers once. Oh, And I, like, dude, did not care at all. I... Love the Lord of the Rings movies. I know. They're they're You're about to defend the worst of the Lord of the Rings. Did movies. you see all those? I didn't see no. I didn't see tried to Hobbits? watch Fellowship three times. Oh, and I may dude, have seen two towers. Dude, I could I, I'm gonna full on come to the defense of the entire Lord of the Rings. Well, I don't saga. think the whole thing needs it. Well, if you want to defend Smell. You okay, are sure. you are the minority in not no, liking I know. Lord of the Rings. I know. And it's amazing. The best part about those movies is the extended editions they release like a year after. You know what you'd really like? Long versions. You know what's even better than the Lord <laughs> of the Rings? Longer Lord of the Rings. Um, but they, you know, for each movie they released an extended edition right. that has like anywhere between 30 or 40 more minutes of like scenes and footage and stuff. And on these DVDs also come like hours and hours of behind the scenes footage of how they made these movies. Right. And so... I have naturally watched all the Lord of the Rings ones and all the f special features. And when the Hobbit movies came out, it's like the Hobbit movies were fine. They're fine in, in comparison to the Lord of the Rings movies. Probably a little disappointing to most people. But Brian Rosenthal and I got those. Friend of the show, Brian Rosenthal. Friend, friend of the ro show, Brian friend Rosenthal. Friend of the Rosenthal. Friend of the Rosenthal. <laughs> um, we had picked up the uh, the... DVD, the extended edition Blu-rays for The Hobbit. And, oh, man. Uh, they're amazing. Like, we watched... Oh, boy. There's there's so much to talk about. There's nine hours of special features on each movie. And we watched all 27 hours of it. Do you remember, like, when you'd be in class and be, like, a projector? Like, in, like, middle school. Yeah. And it'd be a projector-based thing. And you'd be, like, sitting there... And you're just like you're you know you look like you're falling asleep and you're just trying to like yeah yeah that's what I'm doing <laughs> while you talk, while I talk about, about this the oh, special dude. features of the Hobbit honestly it's like but they they're the kind of thing and this kind of watching these has like given me a greater appreciation for a lot of things but thinking about how hard it is to make like a movie of that scale yeah like, especially with the Hobbit because Peter Jackson you know lay down some facts for you guys right now Peter Jackson had three years of pre-production for the Lord of the Rings. And with the Hobbit, you know, it was supposed to be Guillermo del Toro directing the movies. Yeah. And he dropped out with four months to go before they started shooting. So Peter Jackson had to come in and like essentially do pre-production on, in an, on a whole new trilogy with four months instead of three years he had prior. Right. So it's like, when you hear about all these stories and like stories from set, and, like especially in the the most recent Battle of the Five Armies one, you're like, dude, this guy was way in over his head. And he talks about moments in the movie where he's like, yeah, we were filming this and I was just winging it. Like I was showing up to set and had no idea what we were doing that day and was like, all right, let's just like go for it. And you go, that's insane. Right. That's a crazy thing to have to go through. So. Watching those gives me a much greater appreciation. Like, when you then can go back and watch the movie, and also these extended editions are kind of like him saying, this is how I wanted these movies to be. You know, they're like director's cuts. Yeah. Because it's like, we had to cut it down for a movie, for, but it's like, this is all the things I would put in it so I could tell the story as completely as I hoped. Sure. So you kind of go, all right, I appreciate that because this is like, it makes things make more sense. Like when you're watching the movie and you go, why do we give a shit about this person suddenly? You go, oh, it's because they had a bunch of scenes that had to get cut for the theatrical version that right. weren't in it, um, that were shot and like part of the story. Um, and then it also just makes you feel bad for the guy because you go, you watch a movie like that and you go, dude, he did a pretty fucking great job for having 
for like making it up as he went. Yeah. You could go, I couldn't do that. So it is amazing. Like those movies have arguably some of the best CGI in any movie. Of course. They did all that cool, like, uh, Force perspective work and you know making people like all the mocap and, and like and then you you sit there for two hours and be like suck see it like like people put like years off their lives working on it oh yeah dude and then I'm just like that's nah, not that good it's nah, all it's right fine. well it's so it's okay if you can, if you're just not into the whole thing it's it's when I get defensive yeah. is when people really try to rag on great titular word uh, <laughs> is when people try to rag on the new ones. And they're, you know, they're not as good as the Hop, the Lord of the Rings. Yes, we know, but they're not as bad as you think. They're, they're not like the prequels. They're sure. not like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Those movies are garbage. Oh yeah, I went back and. Oh, same. Those movies are, <laughs> are fucking turds. They suck so bad. They suck so bad. <laughs> hey, this, this is a this is a positive yeah. podcast, but those movies, it needs to be said. If you can. It, Oh my god! It would blow my mind if you got someone on this podcast to talk about the pre to talk about how great the pre. Uh, Carolyn Clarecki, friend of the show, Wait. Who, who has an episode out already, oh. not about it. Oh, has offered to come back and defend Attack of the Clones. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> what What could she you know possibly what we do? Say? You know what we should do? I should find out a way to do a roundtable version of this where podcast. Where we just attack her? Where, no, where <laughs> she defends it to like a group of people. To like a grand jury of people going, <laughs> yeah. fuck no, you're wrong. Uh, this movie sucks. It does suck so bad. It really sucks. Yeah. We'll put her in the middle of the room and she'll be like, can I train this boy? And we'll be like, no. Yeah, we'll evil. be the Jedi Council yeah. going, she's in the mush pot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just going, no, 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 you're, you're absolutely wrong. Yeah, oh my God. I can't believe someone would try to do that. But it's the same, the same, my feelings about The Hobbit are the same with Lost, where I go, you know what? They tried their damnedest and they did a good job and they came to a conclusion that was lovely and beautiful. Um, And yeah, it's, you putting on headphones? Are you just, I just, I just test the auto throughout, you know, make sure it sounds okay. okay. It's still working. Okay. Why did you drop off with Lost? What? Uh, I don't know. Just time. Just wasn't compelled to keep going, I guess. And you started from season one? Uh, yeah, I started from the very... Well, I was like watching DVDs, so no one was... People were still talking about it because of the finale. But I did uh, one and two, I think. I loved... I've watched like three times now, but that episode with Locke, Walk, Walkabout, is that what oh, it's called? The fourth episode of the show. Yeah, it's incredible. It's one it's of the best episodes episode. of TV yeah. where you find out like he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like where it first gets revealed that off the island. Ah, oh, dude. It's not it is it is that episode will like I can I can pinpoint the moment where it makes me cry. So what is it? It's when you see it's when you like when he's on the island? Because well, <laughs> no, no. no, but remember like he crashes and he like well, moves his toes you see, or something. You're right? watching when you finally see the video or the, the part where he rolls out of the office mm. being like, Don't tell me what I can't do. And he's like trying to get on the walkabout, and they're like, "No, sir, you can't go on. You just you're on a uh, in a wheelchair." And then he, and then it goes from that scene flashes to the crash where he wakes up and looks down at his toe and wiggles his toe. Yeah. Whew. That's nuts. It. Oh, it's so beautiful, and the music it's it's so good. And my, yeah, because all that that whole show was scored by Michael Giacchino. He did the whole show. He did the whole show. That's crazy. From start to finish. So you go, yeah, the show also has like a pretty, it's like, you know, I mean, he's done a lot. He's a pretty good composer. He's in everything. He does everything. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the essential, it's essentially like having new John Williams right. do your score for your TV show. It's wild. Unbelievable. So, Maybe I should go back. dude, you, you have to go back. That's a line from Lost. I know. That's the end of season three, baby. No spoilers. That's a line from Lost. Yeah, you have to go back. Do they leave and come back? Do they leave the island and come back to it? It's been years. People yes, can deal with it. They do. How do they leave? A boat? Uh, a plane? They get off. Do they get sur- saved? I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to give you those details. Okay. I'm always curious like how hard sci-fi it went. Because I got to like the others. Yeah. But there were like, other people. I got to the hatch and like that ticking clock It thing. gets kind of sci-fi. It gets sci-fi and then a little fan- and, and then like fantasy. Hmm. Like it, it rounds out as a fantasy more than sci-fi like the sci-fi 
it's interesting because when it gets sci-fi, it's it, it's like equates to the people on the island that were trying to like scientifically find answers for what the island does. Like the island has magical properties. And so when the show becomes sci-fi, it's a lot more about the Dharma initiative, which is this group that, you know, is on the island and everything. And the whole thing with them is that they were on the island to try and like use the magic for scientific breakthroughs. So it's like, it works when you're talking about the Dharma initiative to have it be like, this is what it's sci-fi because they're like the sci-fi element of the show. Yeah. And they're the people that tried to harness the magic for science reasons, sure. science fiction reasons. And then like when you kind of move past that and go, yes, but it's more than that. It's magic-ish right. stuff. Okay. Like yeah. you go, oh, okay. It's like that's just another way that mankind tried to explain and like find an answer as to like what's going on there. Sure. Rock and roll, dude. You're falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, all right, sounds good. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that happened. Oh, uh, shit me to grandma. Wait, so like, here's what I want to quickly go to. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. defending specifically the finale. I'm defending the finale. So. Yes. Uh, That's. Did it answer the questions you wanted answered as a viewer when you watched it? I think over time in the, in the sixth season, everything that needed to be answered got answered. Everything that was significant to the story was answered. And the things that weren't, that might have been significant to the story, it's like you kind of just have got to leave it up to the people, leave it up to people to oh, fill yeah. in the blanks. Yeah. It's like fill in the blanks for your own, It's for your own, you know, whatever you like about it and whatever interests you about the show. It's like, that's kind of the only way, it's a, you... it's a much better way to do it than giving someone a def definite thing and saying this is what it is, and then going, ah, I wish it was this. Yeah. It's like I'd rather have some things left to my imagination. Sure. And also, at that point in the show, if you had been really following along, you, you'd it'd be it'd be more about the pe people, anyways, you know. And that's kind of what the whole sixth season built to of like this idea that it's more about these people and their relationships than anything. Sure. And I don't know, maybe I was in a time in my life when. I was quite emotional going sure. through a breakup or something and, and it just it just hit me hard. Yeah. And I was like, Yes, yes, yes. And it has never left me. When when it like the when you first saw it, when you watched it live. The finale? Yeah. Oh did dude. you like the second it ended, like how were you feeling? We we had a big like viewing party at my parents' house down in Orange County and we had a bunch of friends come down. My friend's brother's band came down, like his band was playing in LA and the whole band came down to my parents' house and we all watched it because they all watched Lost. Sure. And we ate a lot of food and we drank a lot. We were very drunk watching it. Um, and my one friend was so, so drunk that he was just crying throughout all of it. And there would be videos of like watching the TV and cutting back to him and his face is just running down with tears. Like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> um, I remember after it ended, we all like went for a walk. We all just like took a walk around the block a couple times just to be like, wow, that was heavy shit, man. Sure. That was heavy, heavy shit. Um, and I rewatched it again the next day to make sure that I still, that it was good and, yeah. it, and it was. Well, that's great. And it was. Yeah, so it didn't take time to get to it. You were just like, no. loved it right away. And then yeah. it was like, oh, people yeah. didn't like this? Yeah. And I've seen, and I mean, Damon Lindelof, the creator of the show, one of the creators, like, got off Twitter because of it. I remember that, yeah. He, like, stopped being on Twitter because, I mean, I think it was a couple of years. I think it was, like, a year or two after Lost. But he just, like, you don't need to deal with that shit. Yeah. No one needs that shit yeah. in their life. Like, telling people how much they didn't like things. He wrote an interesting article a couple of years ago where he kind of talks about coming to terms with like the end of lost yeah. and how he's found peace with it and how he's finally learning to move on. Good. That's great. It's, it's like people it's, forget, like he made all those people up. Like you yeah. still have to respect the guy did a lot of well, work for you. That's the thing. You. you go, this guy made a show forever. And then there's so many other factors at play with things like that, especially with TV. Cause you have people being like, all right, end the show now. And you go, all right, well, we've got these ideas for other stuff and, or, or, or we don't know. Or when the show's doing well, people who want to keep the show going for years, you know, yeah. network people who go great, let's see how long this could go. But, uh, I think lost was happening at a time too, when shows were transitioning between 
I think we're, we're the creators of the show were starting to get more power. Yeah. Like in terms of how they wanted to tell their story. I think it like just timeline wise in history, it was falling in that period in which people were starting to trust writers and creators more to be like, we'll say when the show's over. Yeah. Like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Breaking Bad ended a couple years after Lost because I think Breaking Bad came to a time where it was like, we're going to end the show yeah. this season, you know, a couple seasons from now. Whereas Lost maybe went on a little, just the slightest bit too long because of like the writer's strike and they were trying to figure out um, when we're going to end it. And then when they struck the deal, it's like, all right, we're going to do this X amount of more seasons and episodes and then it's going to be done. Right. So they were able to like build to it. But I think around third season was when they started to go, all right, how long is this going to go on for? Right. And that's tough. It's tough to like, but now with like all these shows, you know, with Netflix where you can tell a single story and yeah, just keep making it's like you can, the creators have so much more control. So it's like, don't hate the player, you know, hate the game. Yeah. We got to take down the networks, baby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Down down, with cable, baby. Down with those big money networks, (laughs) down with ABC, down with Fox, down with NBC. Never hire me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's goddamn beautiful though. I think that's uh I'd watch like I've also been I've been trying to get my girlfriend to watch the show. And we've discussed that I'm uh we've discussed that when I I get to a certain point I think in my savings account <laughs> that she'll watch the show with me. When I'm like in a good place where I've saved a rocking amount of money, and then sure. she'll like go, okay, then I'll watch the show with you, because I just I want nothing more than to rewatch it with someone who's never watched it before. Yeah. Oh, I want to go on that journey again. Do it. I've rewatched it. I think three or four times. Oh I've seen the whole show like three or four times. It's the best. Yeah. You're crazy. No, no, no. This seems like a good place to wrap it up. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. We got <laughs> through Lost. Do you want to talk about The Hobbit we more? Or what? We drudged our way through Star Wars and The Hobbit. We did. We, we've talked to, we talked about some stuff. Did, did I do an okay job? Yeah. Did you know at the end? You don't even know this. At the end of the episode, we do a little segment called Postmortem, where we oh. just talk about how you think it went. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like what you'd probably say off mic. We'll okay. Just do it here. Yeah. I think it went pretty well. Yeah. I think it's... You don't know much about Lost. No. So I think you being someone who's not like vehemently opposed to it or hating it. Yeah. I think I did a good job. Yeah. I'd be interested to talk with someone also who really hated it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get a better host next time. No, no, no. You're a fine host. You're a fine host. <laughs> um, but but no, it's I... It's always interesting because like I'm a person that like at the same time, all I know is that people didn't like it. Of course. And you're open. You're open to things. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm doing except this. Except the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, fuck that. Is it you just? You I just, did. I. That's yeah. the thing is, I tried. I gave my. I guess so, dude. I really. It's just put it another in. another thing where I just go. Uh, it's it. Lord of the Rings feels so definitive for me, like of end of middle school, beginning of high school. Mm. Oh boy. See, the thing though is, like, I don't like fantasy that much. I that's can't. Fair. I have a t- tough time. I'm a big person that like stakes matter to me. I need to know why people are doing things. Do you like superhero movies though? Yeah, to those some are, extent. Those are like fantasy though. When people Just, have powers, it's more fantasy like realms. Oh, like, so you know, like Game of Thrones Dragons gave up sh- on. You gave up I on gave Game of Thrones. Okay. I watched the full season. I watched the full first season. And I was like, no more. Not for you. I watched a couple episodes of two, and I was like, no, I don't want to keep going down this. That's fair. It's too much work. I always. I always like threaten Game of Thrones that I'm giving up on it. Sure. I, I, to no one in particular. <laughs> yeah. No one in particular is listening to me, and it's never going to give me a response. But I feel like after every season, I go, I'm done with you. I'm fucking done with you. We're done, Game of Thrones. And it just goes, okay. And it makes more episodes. <laughs> yeah. And then when it starts up, I go, I swear I'm not going to watch you. And it just goes, all right, I don't care. And then I watch it anyways. That is part of, yeah, overall, it feels like a show that like doesn't care what people think. It doesn't, like, which is do fine, but it's also like, you know what? Be a better show for me. Yeah. Be better for me. Yeah. I'm trying. I'll watch you still. Yeah. But I feel this like went well. Yeah. I like talking about movies and shows and shit. Yeah. It's good. We got through a lot. 
<laughs> we got through a lot of movies and shows. It, this this was a really all encompassing episode. Um, Star I, Wars. We got Star Wars on the brain though. Yeah, That's I the know. thing. It, uh, this is gonna come out in like a month. Okay, <laughs> so, so most people will have seen Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I. So can we like can we talk a spoiler? Big one? spoiler guy. If you're listening no, to this, no, I don't think we should talk about it on mic. Okay. Well, I won't talk about it. I won't fully talk about it. Okay. But uh, I Google searched. It's funny because now you can Google search a, a character's name uh-huh. currently in the Star Wars universe. And that's the first, the big spoiler of the movie is the first thing that comes up. Oh. I did it this morning. I was like, I wonder if like it's already all over the internet. Uh, and it is. Oh, it's boy. crazy. Yeah. So that's nuts. You know, we, yeah. that the time has passed. I was there was a funny article that was going around on like Tuesday where it was like today's the best day ever to be a Star Wars fan because the premiere happened but no reviews were out yet all that was out were like people like celebrities tweets who had gone to the premiere and were like it's amazing it's the best so it was like we're existing in this wonderful innocent time in which (laughs) no one can say anything bad about Star Wars before the movie comes out, right. everyone has nothing but good things to say about it. No one's seen it. No one can spoil it. And we're just, it. no, like, we still have that innocence left and that naivete. Yeah. But that time has passed because now it's out yep. and the world, is, the world is seeing it. Go see Star Wars okay, in theaters now. Uh, quick, uh, let's do friend of the shows, Brian Rosenthal. Oh, yeah. John Clarecki. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, being our inspiration in you. this lifetime. Apologies to Justin Lin and James Wan. Yes. We'll settle it at some we'll, point. We'll figure out who, what you guys directed and who's who. <laughs> yeah. right, Maybe guys. you should tandem direct a movie. Ooh. Wan Lin. The I'm, Fast and the Saw. The ooh. Saw and the Furious. Oh <laughs> that sounds God. like a F. Scott Fitzgerald <laughs> movie. <laughs> like a short The Saw and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah, man. dude, thanks for having me. Thanks for doing it. Of course. Uh, oh, do you want to like plug anything? Oh, um, yeah, we're doing our group, the my sketch group with Brian and Corey Lubwich. Front of the show, Corey. Front of the show, Corey Lubwich. Um, our sketch group, the Tin Cam Brothers, is doing a musical, mm-hmm. uh, our first full-length comedy musical this March at the NoHo Arts Center. It's called Spies Are Forever, uh, and it's a spy-themed comedy musical. And it's uh, and tickets are gonna go on sale in the beginning of January, like January fifteenth. Cool. So maybe this will be up by then, and be around. If you're watching, you can get it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun show. It's running for about a month. So yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. Okay, cool. Hey, thanks. Great. All right, man. Okay. Oh, see ya. Oh wait, one more thing. Wait, no, no, no.